0: This is one of five bonus episodes of the Serial Café podcast that are recorded live at the 2021 edition of The Conference, formerly known as Conversion Hotel, which was held on the lovely island of Tessel in the Netherlands. The theme of this session is a user research qual versus quant. And my guests in the café are Els Arts, a user research evangelist and better known as the A in AG Consult, and Rianne van der Rijt, a UX researcher at ray and Oakley. The Ciro Cafe podcast is made possible by Clavio, VWO, and the Online Influence Institute. And of course, a big thanks to Tom Messling and the rest of the organization for having us at their conference. I'm I'm going to try to contain else a bit, um, so uh, we won't have a full half hour rant. Uh, about how things are going. Um, but first off, uh, Rihanna, could you introduce yourself to us?
1: Yes, my name is Rianne, R- Rianne in Dutch. So I'm a UX researcher for brands like Ray-Ban and Oakley within the eyewear uh, industry. Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Els. Um, and when I don't go on rents, I'm the co-founder of AT Consult, a Belgian optimization agency.
0: And, and when you do go on rents?
2: I I go hard. I <laughs> wrote not lie. I, I go hard. Yes.
0: So uh, well, let's let's dive in the right away then. Uh, what what's your opinion on, on qualitative versus quantitative research um, for websites? Yes, slash zero. Well, I,
2: you're I, I think already th- turning fire. red. Fire.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'll just get comfortable. Um, I don't like the versus word there. It should, be, it should be and, and I'm That's sure... the same, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, I have a feeling that... Hiana We're on will, the same team, so yeah. it's a double round in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, you obviously you need both. Um, and I think it's very important to know when to use which method. And I see a lot of things going wrong there. Because uh, it, it can be dangerous trying to ask questions that need to be answered in a quantitative way in qualitative research. Uh, and vice versa.
0: So let, let's let's do a small audience poll, right? On, on what kind of research methods everyone's using. So, uh, in, of course, you can you can ask your questions uh, later on. So prepare those. But in terms of uh, r- user research that you do, uh, who, who uses Google Analytics as, <laughs> as a source of Let's uh, let's start easy. <laughs> <laughs> who's doing uh, one-on-one interviews with clients? Okay, who's doing eye tracking? Who's doing MRI scans?
2: Stop! 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 <laughs> 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 who's who's
0: doing surveys? Okay.
2: I love this crowd.
1: Uh, 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 you've, you've gathered a great group of people here, Hedo. <laughs> well,
0: I I didn't Tom that, did, so uh, I would uh, like unmo- to
1: add maybe another one. Yeah. Who does unmoderated testing? A few.
0: Yeah. Four or five, ish. Okay. So, what do we think about that? Distribution that we see here. So you like it? So why? Um, I th-
2: I think I'm I'm quite happy to see. I I, I mean obviously uh, I was expecting everybody's hands to go up with analytics. It would be quite weird uh, if if that had not happened. Uh, but I think there's a lot more hands going up, or there were a lot more hands going up for for individual interviews than there were. Uh, would have been a few years back, so I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm quite happy to see that qualitative research is getting well the recognition that that it deserves and that people really yep. see the <coughs> pun intended quality uh, of of doing that.
0: Yeah, well, well, it's it's a bit preaching to a choir here, of course, in this uh, in this audience. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a, a different situation if you ask different uh, people in companies, uh, product owners in general, or something. Uh, but okay, Rihanna, happy to see this or?
1: yeah yeah and i would like to know how in-depth the research will be in those live interviews because it's good that it's happening but w- at what point in the process are you doing these interviews sure. any, any and anyone who wants to comment mm.
0: on that how deep do you go with your uh, i recently visited some of my
1: customers who had used the service and it's typically older women average customers like 65 year old women and actually went and visited them in the home and asked them how they felt around the service and it's only in person that you in their eyes when they're talking about what led them to using the service, something you never get from a survey and it's I think that sparked a hell of a lot more of just going in their homes. You know, it's their first but six years in, first
0: time I've in front of a customer. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, else you also uh, mentioned uh, up front, um, you don't have to research everything. So what what's an issue you see there? Is it, so, Are there a lot of people <laughs> that just want to do everything and, and go overboard there?
2: um that seems
0: seems a bit like the other extreme right we Uh we, we're trying to promote Uh doing research and then we're finally doing it and then you start complaining about people yeah now you're going overboard i'm a very
2: difficult woman um (laughs) yes no the thing is and i I think because i think my, my name tag says uh research evangelist and i'm very happy with that but sometimes i feel like there's people say oh we'll have to research that I'm like, "Mm, no, actually, that particular thing we do not have to research because there is such a thing as expertise and there is such a thing as, you know, UX guidelines that have been around for a long, long time and that really, really do work. The problem is knowing exactly what those are. And I see that a lot of the common practices are mistaken for best practices. When really, (sighs) yeah.
1: It's also the implementation, right? Because Mm -hmm. knowing the practices and the common practices is one thing. Implementing it in a way that is effective and will lead you to the best qualitative insights is another thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So where do you see things going wrong?
1: Well,
2: Uh, sometimes I see um, (coughs) a B test where basically the... Control the A.
0: Take a deep breath.
2: I know breath. <laughs> is 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 just a, a a UI that never should have happened in the first place, and then the variation, the B, just follows the UX guideline that has been around for forever and is surprise, surprise, a winner. Of course, it's going to I be a winner. I, I,
0: I saw. Uh, I heard a quote um, uh, from Elon Musk, and maybe it's not his quote. I don't know, but. Um, he said, "The most common problem of a very experienced engineer is that they're optimizing for something that shouldn't be there in the first place." That's something that we should apply then, or
2: I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's because I don't like Elon Musk. Um, sure, or that's fine. No, what I really mean is like you shouldn't question the absolute fundamentals. Uh, and I like to compare it with if you're designing a car. I don't think you'll give it a second's thought as to, you know, which pedal needs to come where. Brake, gas (laughs) and, you know, clutch. This is a no-brainer. D- don't don't go like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if we put the other one on them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be. So this is something. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of – and that's the point. There's so many things to, to be creative with when you're designing a car. There's so many things to be creative with when you're designing a digital product. And there are some things that you do not need to get creative with. You actually have a wonderful set of rules that people intuitively know, like – when you're designing a door uh, if you design the door handle wrong people are gonna you know start pulling it instead of pushing it etc affordance <laughs> yeah
0: but th- but then how do we know or, or how do we figure out what's c- what are those basics what are those basics who, do, who decides what's the basic
1: the, the principles you mean yeah well that's knowledge that you can gather from theory from education from visiting keynote lectures Uh, here for example and um, I don't necessarily know that you don't need talent to follow these it's if you know the rules you can break them if you choose to but it's um, yeah study them
0: okay do we already have some audience questions on how to do research Um, and I I expect we have a very high barrier of yeah you're willing to stand up and ask else a (laughs) question but um, (laughs) anyone willing
2: I never bite before four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Only two hours left. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you when um, when you when you start with uh, clients that um, that are um, uh, doing digital stuff already? So they're there. They have Google Literc- installed. <laughs> they want to make the service better. Um, where do you start with uh, doing uh, doing user research? What kind of research uh, do you start with? Um, I mean, let's let's assume they don't start with A/B testing. I hope they don't start there. Where do we <laughs> where do we start? Um, How do we figure out what the problem is?
1: yeah first you try to define what is the thing uh, that you see happening in the 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 data so the google analytics do you see certain friction points or pain points and you start to basically question yourself and the team like okay what are the things that we want to do research on shall we start with um doing a discovery research on the target audience and start there or do you want to segment first and see what different user types are discovering on the website? And uh, we usually start with a, a discovery test, and then we dive do a deep dive into certain topics. But I joined the team, uh, the CRO team in my company, when they already did full-fledged A/B tests, and then I came in to. Oh, we, we need to take care of this quality part as well. So let's hire a UX researcher to fix that for us instead of already having thought of a method to implement the UX and the A-B testing sites. So I'm also curious to hear this from you else.
0: So, w- w- uh, question: before, Were they just running out of IDs or something, or what happened?
1: They was were trying to validate things like, oh, if we move the button, or d- very basic. the The majority of CRO and AB tests in the company was quite low. Yeah. In in essence. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, um, uh, I think you 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 need the the qualitative research. Um, preferably also combined with the knowledge of the guidelines to really, one, you need the qualitative research to find out why something is happening, and then you need the knowledge of the guidelines to create the the, the better variation, to, to create uh, the, the treatment version. Um, yeah. Or ver- versions.
0: Or versions,
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I totally agree with Rihanna. You, um, you start with finding out what is really the problem, um, and depending on how you build your your roadmap, um, is it is it OKR based? Is it you know, whatever? How free can you, uh, <laughs> as a as a, as an agency, be, or how how hard do you have to sort of comply to to the client? Uh, where are the the biggest opportunities, and then try and see what is. I always think what is the minimum amount of research that we need to do, what is the method that is the cheapest to find out why Mm -hmm. this is a problem? Like, you could see something happening in in analytics, and you don't necessarily need to throw two days of user testing at this. You might just have to look at three session recordings. Um, And also knowing that, knowing which method to prioritize, and being well, I, I like to be economical with funds and time. <laughs> um, this is also why we optimize. Um, and then sort of put that in your planning because for some problems you might say, oh, we really need to do user testing for this. And both your research and your the planning of your A-B tests should work together so that you can do maybe low-hanging fruit A-B tests first have those running while you do your deeper research so you can get your input for your tests that are a bit more, maybe more complicated or just require more input directly from interviews or user testing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to me it's always surprising how um, big of a hurdle companies uh, expect user testing to be. While it's, for me, it's relatively easy. It's very low barrier entry, Mm -hmm. um, especially when compared to the results. I mean, if you do, if you look at Google Analytics, I mean, there's a lot of reports you can look at and you still have no idea what, <laughs> why things are happening, mm. and it's so much easier just to uh, interview people or do a survey or whatever, collect that qualitative data, and then um, infer some things <laughs> from that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I think it's because the, the analytics data is there, um, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to free up budget. You don't have to free up time. Um, so it's just there. Whether it's actually correct or not, that's another question. But very few people ask themselves that because you can just log in and you can, you can look at numbers. There are also big numbers. People love looking at big numbers. There's a, a false sense of security in, in the big numbers. And then when you say, we will learn so much from just watching six people or 10 people, they're like, hmm, if you ask those 10 people the right things, then you will get amazing insights. You shouldn't ask them things that you need 100, 500 people for. That's that's very dangerous. I sometimes I sometimes get that as well. But can't we you know, while we have them in for user testing, can't you just ask them whether they would like feature X, Y, or Z? And like, we would be asking 10 people. This would mean nothing. Even if eight out of those 10 people said yes, this would mean nothing. And it would be very, very dangerous because you would hear, eight out of 10 people like this. We'll build this.
1: And is, is it actually a user need or is it something that they say they like, but in the end their behavior doesn't uh, say the same thing so you still will be implementing the wrong thing yeah
0: yeah just just entering yes because it's an awkward situation you're asking oh we built this we really like it do do you want us to build it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. yeah the way of asking it definitely plays a huge part Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that it's so much in qualitative depends on one the questions you ask or the tasks you set Mm -hmm. and the way in which you you ask them uh that can that 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 alone can invalidate any answer that comes or any action that 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 you observe
1: or even the question you ask next so what happens if you ask uh, one question try and navigate them through a prototype and the follow-up question is contradicting that or they already have seen the page and then everything can get contaminated in a sense oh. that that's the biggest learning curve that i took from starting in ux research is not only what questions to ask but how to ask them and what will be the most logical order in asking those questions and yeah. it's still
0: hard to interpret uh, yeah. to interpret th- those those uh, results right i mean uh, i've been to a lot of user studies where people are really struggling and then you ask them okay how would you score this experience then oh yeah. eight yeah. really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even reach your goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and that's why I don't like asking those questions no. because, um, as an agency, I, I usually have a client sitting on, on the other end listening, listening in. Yep. Um, and so they see these people struggle, like oh, struggle, struggle, struggle. <laughs> and indeed, at the end, you ask them, so. Mm, <laughs> Eight. and I go like oh it was fine <laughs> we don't need to change anything no they're lying and also yeah. Yeah, because they want to be sort of forgiving for you yeah. um, so I prefer not to ask them mm. those questions actually yeah. um, because it can send a very confusing message to people who who don't realize that well you know users lie
0: uh, yeah a lot of the time and that, I mean that's, that's a big well it's a big downside that you need to be aware of when doing those interviews right uh, it's, it's informative, but you also be need to be very aware of all those social uh, uh, limitations that you yeah, have you just have by performing an interview.
1: <laughs> you have such a thing as the magic wand question and I, I intensely hate that. I don't know if you have the same thing that you ask the users, okay, what if you had a magic wand? What would you change on this site? This this question is, should yeah. be scrapped from every guideline <laughs> research book or whatever. Yeah, because th- that's, that's, that's not at all why,
2: why, why we do research. Yep. Uh, you know, you as an expert should be the one who knows what goes into the magic wand you're the one who needs to build that magic wand the user is the only is the the user only has to basically show you what 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 their need is what their problem is um, and 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 what's happening on on your digital product or your website
0: and if they can handle your magic wand uh, this yeah, is going in a weird actually,
2: yeah, yeah, no, no, And if they can, what, what, you, you <laughs> took it there. You took oh, it sorry. there. Um, um, but yeah, I think if they can handle your magic wand, that's that's the sort of I would call that the A B test. Yeah.
0: Did, did I say it? Did I say it <laughs> one time too often? Okay, sorry. I uh,
2: uh, is at fault here. She brought it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we have a question. Uh, yeah um i think it's very nice to hear all those questions. do you don't want to ask but uh, if you would uh yeah give us the uh, help us to uh yeah ask those very right questions what kind of questions w- w- would you really ask uh, what kind of uh, yeah format uh yeah would you recommend uh, yeah to help us out and help uh, those, those fallacies out of the way and and then specifically for those uh, one-on-one uh, interviews. Yeah, yeah, especially for those one-on-one interviews, because yeah, uh, we all know that marketing can get, get very weird conclusions of can draw very weird conclusions out of things. We both, yeah, you also also saw and yeah, and you think, huh? how do you come up up with that? Yeah, no, good question.
1: Yeah, and I usually try to start with, for example, if I do research on how people search for eyeglasses online, I try to. M- um, create a mindset with the user over like how do you normally start this search without having uh, even show them the prototype or the, the product or website that I'm testing just to gather a sense of like okay imagine yourself in this scenario and then start from there first I'll ask them a few questions and then um, I'll direct them to the prototype first letting them navigate and see how they naturally would search and um, through the website and then when they come to certain points on the topics that I want to research, I'll start asking them follow-up questions. Um, So this is basically the approach I tend to um, take in general. Yeah
2: yeah same if, if it's with an existing product it's really interesting to sort of first hark back to uh, a customer's um yeah previous experience or something oh you know i like i like these glasses how long have you had them for oh three years oh, where, where did you buy them what you know what's important to a learner or have you visited this website before yeah I, I, what did you look for oh, i looked for this and that oh did you find it? Mm, it was actually kind of hard. Okay, maybe we could start by looking for that again, and then epicate. Okay, you mm. sort of um, the, the very English okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then you 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 have shown, and this is very important. You have to actually really be interested. In what this person is telling you, and not just thinking, okay, well, well what was my, my first? Script. Yeah, this I is my script. I need to get yeah. this done. I only have so many minutes. Number one, number two, number three. No, you're there to really, you know, get get to know how this person, um, yeah, thinks, how this person approaches this particular product, uh, product or, or project, or really how they approach that that problem. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. How do you introduce yourself as a researcher at the beginning of the interview?
2: Well, I'll, I uh, usually say my name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, no, I, I, we have a, I have a, a whole, um, yeah, starter script. Um, I, I like to sort of create a sort of uh, a bit of a rapport. I don't want to be too distant. I want people to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll ask them, you know, as so, oh. Nice weather, uh, actually never nice weather in Belgium. But you know, oh, raining again. Or how was traffic, etc. Da da da. Um, and now working from home. Is it, just, is it in
0: the script? Like, oh, just yeah I,
2: yada, I just yada, yada, a yada. yeah 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 so, no. <laughs> so, when sunny, do this. Um, panic. Uh, no, but you you want to establish a sort of human to human connection first before you dive into, you know when. A big no-no, uh, I think, is is to to mention the word research. Uh, I I like to I always say like well, uh, we're here to have a chat. Uh, and even if I'm I I well I'm never the one who makes the prototype anymore. But even back in the days when I was, I would I would totally lie, uh, and say that I hadn't uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, otherwise that person might. Uh, think that they can offend you in some way or mm-hmm. that they yeah. that they can say something to please you so it's very important to stress that that you are a neutral um, yeah that, that you're neutral and that nothing can that, that nothing they can say can upset you or can can I, flatter you I also
0: prefer to go to a location that doesn't have the brand of whatever website <laughs> that,
2: that, that while that can be intimidating I have heard um, people say really, really nasty things in some really, really big offices. So <laughs> yeah. it, if something is bad, it doesn't hold people back. But you're, you're it, right, it, it, it I prefer a, a neutral location. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah and, and that's curious that you say that because I work. I mostly do research for Oakley and Ray-Ban and the first thing people then tend to say oh I love Ray-Bans and I mean it's not about the brand <laughs> we're trying to get insights on the website and the navigation and how, yeah. how you perceive that but some people just tend to ramble on that ah, I own three pairs of these sunglasses and I go on ski holidays with my Oakley sunglasses and that sometimes I feel like okay maybe we should just remove the logo or put yeah, well a we'll mock go to a
0: remote location and yeah. it doesn't have the brand and just start in, uh, you're an independent research. Researcher, or mm-hmm. don't, not researcher, you're an independent person. Uh, <laughs> and, um, with a magic wand. With a magic wand. <laughs> um, and uh, just starting Google and say, okay, we're going to look for sunglasses. Don't even mention the, the brand. And mm-hmm. ho- hopefully they end up at your brand, or otherwise, after 10 minutes, you can just yeah, yeah, like, gently like <laughs> nudge the conversation
1: <laughs> to a different topic. Do, yeah.
0: Yeah. We have an audience question. Uh, Hi, thank you. Um, My question relates to something that um, maybe a lot of lot of us have experienced, uh, and it's like dealing with. Uh, magic pill seekers quick fix seekers people that um, that want optimization to tell you, "Hey, m- make this great, but we don 't need any research. Just give us the ideas <laughs> uh, these kind of people um, and what are your best strategies or what uh, persuasive strategies you might have found to be most effective to convert them into research believers or to get them committed to uh, trying it out and seeing the benefits uh, without rejecting it straight out because they just think you can come up with a super duper good ideas uh, from top of my mind because i are an expert in the field. Um, yeah, and you're, you're a so. user expert, right? So Sorry? You're, you are the user expert. Yeah, so tell exactly. Us. exactly. <laughs> you're yeah. the CEO person. You got the ideas. <laughs> how do you get true to these people and how do you convert them? That's basically like that. Yeah. What yeah. what question. are your strategies Thanks. for that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a very interesting question because it's also something that I've been <laughs> struggling with myself and what I try to do. I just try to stuck my foot in the door into like, I know you know you want to take this approach but let's interview some people and usually i just ask one or two uh, participants in interviews and gather a few snippets of insights and i and i shove it to them in their mailbox or chat like just have a look at this before you go into that presentation where you display all these new things and ideas and over the course of the last few months i've noticed that people then get back to me and they say like okay yeah those few insights were quite interesting so maybe we should have a look more uh, and do a deep dive in this before the next session so it's it's small steps and i try to break this into smaller steps because i noticed uh, in general that most of those meetings are controlled by people that have uh, the big smart hippos that we learned yesterday and it's very hard to then come up like oh yeah we can do user interviews but it takes time and I try to be innovative in this sense so by asking questions and just do some research initially that's how I try to um, solve this problem so to say.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Basically, baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so start small. Don't don't go all in with,
1: this is our wonderful XK uh, research uh, plan. Half an hour recordings and watch those with the whole uh, business and stakeholder team. Yeah. That's maybe not the best approach. Yeah. No. Um, and I also uh, find that there's a
2: l- well, depending on, on, on the company, there might be less resistance to surveys than to interviews and vice versa. So you sort of go with the one <laughs> um, that's most likely to be accepted and then see you know what, what research question, of course, could we answer really using this. Uh, and I, I like to think that proper research Quite quickly proves itself. If you do it well and you do the analysis well, you, you you reap the rewards, and they will see it. But yeah, first you have to, you have to you have to get in there and you have to do it. Yeah.
0: What what has been the most um, surprising result for either you or or uh, the, the company you worked for, uh, like last year doing news research? What's the most surprising insights
1: <laughs> well, I have an well, example on this. <laughs> there was this thing, there's a lot of company jargon and suddenly on most major brands in Iber that I've seen, this thing came up that they called, um, if you go, uh, they called it in it- Italian a telecomando, which was basically an overview page of certain offers and it popped up on every brand. But over the past few weeks we prototyped some certain um, cyber week prototypes and in every research something came up with this page and it didn't work and i went back to all the teams and said like why didn't why is this live one why wasn't it tested in a b test and why are we now discovering it's not working so somewhere this things sprouted on one side, and everyone copied it over. And the biggest frustration now is that, oh yeah, but there must be something going well here because every website has it. And, and that's one of the biggest pitfalls of not doing research in the beginning, or at least on one of those brands, um, could have already cured the other brands to not follow this example. So
0: basically that that fault went viral yeah. through the it's okay. Yeah, nice.
1: viral in a wrong way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a lot of things that go viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, depends a bit. So, question.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, do you think the UX research can be um, democratized uh, simply? Um, because we have lots of questions, but limited resource on UX uh, research. So I would like to democratize it more so that more people can get answers to their questions. Uh, do you have any advice on that or any thoughts about it?
0: Good question. Do we do we need all those experts or can we let the team handle it by themselves? Well, let's let's ask the ex- experts. <laughs> 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 they won't be biased <laughs> at all. <laughs>
2: well, actually, I, I think there is. Um, um, well, for 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 surveys specifically, there are a number of very good standard questions that you can ask on. Uh, on on any product page or on any uh, thank you page or or, or on any exit survey during the funnel. There are great examples of those. So it's just a matter of following that and then setting it up. When it comes to doing interviews, uh, um, I would say that that's really a sort of and under it, it's 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 a lot harder than you think it is, <laughs> and some people have a talent for it, and others
1: do not. Um, so it's yeah. really hard
0: not to uh, ask like guiding questions and yeah, and le-
1: leading, questions leading questions and putting your own bias into those questions and not because if the business team for example comes to your client comes to you with like we want to test this as basically validation of what they did then you, you your mind must start rattling like okay is the request actually valid or is there something else that is the problem problem here so always approach it from a user point of view is what i would do as a ux researcher and not so much well the business needs are well, it's the business, so there are some lines that you need to follow, but it's also a user-centric approach that you're trying to take on. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I would like to maybe counter that with a question. Do we want to democratize data analysis? But can, yes, yeah. yes, but can we? <laughs> 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 That's,
1: That's the loophole. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the tricky bit with, with qualitative. There's only so much that you, can, that you can automate because, and that's why I started with the surveys. Surveys are easier to democratize because it's, well, it's a one-way street when you're sending them out. It's two ways when you get the answers back, especially when it's open questions. But in an interview uh, in, or in moderated user testing, there is this. There is this person, mm-hmm. and they are giving you input, uh, or, or or looks,
1: or non-verbal. Indeed, non. Um, how do you call
2: that? Non-verbal communication. Non-verbal signs. That one. Yeah, <laughs> and the how you respond to that is so important, and that's very hard to automate. Um, so yeah.
0: Let's uh, let's ponder on that one. Uh, thank you so much, and give it up for Uh Next session in uh, ten minutes, uh, we are going to discuss uh, centralized versus uh, decentralized uh, teams with uh, Anamri and uh, Arnaud. So be back
1: in nine minutes.